Hi there, local citizens. Welcome back to the podcast that inspires a borderless mindset around manifesting a new world. I am your host, Florence Adu, coming to you from a whole nother place. Well, I'm still in Ghana, of course, but I've never been to this particular area of Accra. Well, kind of not, but anyway, it's a beautiful day in Accra, and I am sitting with a gentleman that is like a breath of fresh air in the midst of the dusty skies that are around us. So let's get right to it. He is an architect, an artist, a designer, a photographer, a multifaceted creative, and I say an all-around Renaissance man. We're gonna get more into exactly what that means in our conversation, but I wanna welcome him, Robertson Ahomka Lindsay. Welcome hey, to the podcast. Thanks. Thank you so much, Robertson. Yay! So, my introduction, thank you. It's, uh, I can hear the drums rolling. Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. We're keeping it kind of, kind of simple, but not too complicated. Yes. So we are here, and the first question I always like to start with is, where are you from, where are you local, and what is your craft? Okay, well, I'm from Ghana. <laughs> I'm fancy. Um, I mean, we are origins are in Cape Coast, Elmina. Uh, originally, I found it also came from Futu. Okay, yes. okay, yep. Mm-hmm and reside over in Domi, which is great to Accra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the place that I've, been, I've not really been to, but this is the first time I'm like yes, really yes, being here. Yes, yes, it's not far from Corbin, yeah. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah. i say it's just north of Achimota. Yes, right? yes, Nor- north, yes. Northeast-ish. Yes, northeast, sort of go Achimota, northeast, Domi, and there's Corbin, yeah. 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 So it is actually central. I mean, is it not central? It's the greater Accra region. Yet and still. Yes. Yeah. A greater Accra is still growing. I know. <laughs> I know. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's where you're. That's where you are from, and where you're local. What is your craft? My craft. Um, architect by profession, but <laughs> I also have other voices. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I came with the multifaceted creative. Um, sure. I found that architecture was all-encompassing and something that incorporates my full creativity. So I, mean, I, mm. I like to draw, I'm an artist as well, draw paint and also photography. Mm. But the interesting part is I always used to kind of just brand it as, okay, I'm an architect, there's different things that I do, but that was it. But it took a specific time where I acknowledged the different skill sets that I do have. Mm. Um, I sort of made a population. Actually, I'm multifaceted because you know there's 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 the art, there's the analytical side, there's the photography, but also there's the music and also dance and also poetry. Um, mm, you're um, a writer too. Yes. Okay. A bit of a writer, a bit of a poet, but it's and philosophy and so it's for me it's all part of the same creative pool uh-huh. and it sort of connects myself and understanding that actually that's myself. I mean, so quite easily I'm also, into, I, I'm saying worse to say I'm an architect, but I can, I can still say in some conversations, or well, I'm a photographer, mm-hmm. or you know, or I'm, I'm, I'm an artist sure. and creative painter. Yeah. And it's interesting because I've been in different um, social realms where everyone's saying who you who they are, and they always say it's what they work, you know, there's this yes. work, I'm this and this, but yeah. actually, that's not necessarily true because I you're more than that. Exactly. That's just a term. That's just a box. Exactly. And people, some people like to be put in boxes, or people put people in boxes. But it took me a while to actually 
acknowledge that no, I, it's not just that, and there's other things. There always used to be a term that I used to hear a jack of all trades and a master of none. Mm. But it was never finished that saying, because they say it's a jack of all trades and a master of none. It's often said to be better than a master of one. Several things you can do. Yeah. Um, and um, I suppose I also just remember my father used to encourage us to do different things, whether it's playing music or you know, um, guitars, pianos, etc. Got that at a young age, or sports. You know, I also used to be quite a athletic in my in my youth. <laughs> <laughs> You know, our rugby, cricket. You mean yesterday? Athletic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's oh, you do that as well. Yeah. But no, it just feeds, all part of it just feeds me. So sure. I, I, you know, and the more that I embrace in that, I find out that it's more balanced. Yeah. You know, more yeah. balanced. Yeah. With the creative photography, I do like painting. I remember there was a colleague of mine and I just had my laptop open, I had some images and it's like, oh, what's that? And I was like, oh, forget about it. It's like, no, what do you mean? You need to share. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing a, a get, um, I went to an exhibition in Greece. I said, I managed to get a, a deal. I got a gallery space in central London for about a week for free. Okay. Because they were looking for somebody and somebody had just bailed out and had to fit the slots. I had like 20 of my pieces and I kind of showed from that. Wow. So I gave them a talk about what it was and my, you see some of my, my, my imagery, but it's, I take light that comes from a source, whether it's also a building or, or, or stock light, and I draw with it, like mm-hmm. calligraphy. So you see a lot of these uh, sculptural forms, mm-hmm. kind of like x-ray, but using color. Mm-hmm. The interesting part of it is that light, when you bring it together, becomes white. But when you split it, you get different colors. Yeah, yeah. Um, And what I looked into that is that for me, it was also a projection of one spirit. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of light you see, you don't know, some most of the stars that we see, in fact, are no longer there. They've come, their light has reached us, and that actually shows their journey. Yeah. So if you look that into yourself, we also have different journeys. Yeah and different experiences also come together. Yeah. Um, so that's what was part of my art, art particular work. But So what did you call that exhibition? It was actually uh, it was oh. a, light, a light journey, expressions of light. And it was, for me, it was, it was my first, it was like a challenge actually, because I was like, I didn't know what people, how people perceived it, but I was really edified by how, um, what they were describing and how it touched them. Ah, yeah, some and that's like, the beauty of art. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like to sometimes be a fly or I'm the artist and hear what sure. people are describing. Sure. And, you know, I had, there's a few people from the architectural profession had come and said, oh yeah, I recognize this, this is, you know, maybe it looks like computer manipulation, you do this, permeability's going around. And, um, and when I was also kind of expressing how I did it, they're like, oh wow, that's, it looks like what we do using generated computers sure. to do it. But I said, no, that's basically a technique that I use with the camera mm. to build it. Like, oh, wow. But I'll, I'll show you. Sure, we'll have, we'll have links in the, in the show notes yeah, so people can, can kind of get a that. sense of... That's quite, 
So to that. So that's in terms of my craft. So that's one aspect. But in terms of architecture, so you know, I've have over twenty two plus years or forget how many years of, right. uh, of experience with that. So I, I, you know, I've worked on particular buildings over in U UK, also in Ghana, mm -hmm. such as. Um, T1 airports, Heathrow Airport, Terminal 1. Oh, okay, okay. So five. for those, so T1 is the first terminal. Yes, it's the first terminal. Yes. Um, interesting enough, because I remember some of the bits that I've worked on, and now they've changed it. So I was also working for a company that was demolishing what I had done many years back. Wow, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. the expansion is there as well. Sure. I worked on T5 at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this, this is, is now, and this is, yeah. so, okay. So in London. let's take yeah. a step into your architectural annals. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so first of all, yeah. let's, let's, let's ask, let's understand that is, as you said, kind of a source of your creative self because it was, yeah. you, you were able to merge all of those, you know, kind of tangible interests in art, right? As opposed to like yes. music and all those. Yes. And so you mentioned that your father encouraged you to try many different things. Yes. A lot of my conversations with Africans is that the parents are like, oh, it seems like he would have encouraged you to just be the architect and not explore these other things necessarily. So how did you land in architecture? I think you kind of alluded to it, but how did you land in architecture? Yeah. And then how did you then grow into okay. a seasoned professional? Interesting, because I suppose my my father was a maverick of his time, although yeah. he was still like most African mm -hmm. parents. It's even a lawyer, a doctor. Yeah, lawyer, doctor. So I, I came from... Maybe a, an engineer. Engineer, yes. Yes. <laughs> but I came from um, a big family. I had um, three brothers, three sisters, and also myself. Okay. An older sister becoming a doctor, I will never become a lawyer. So, so certain things are really kind of picked up. But sure. I fell into architecture. I say fell in love. I, yeah, I fell in love with architecture since the age of nine, and that was actually whilst I was at a, a school over in the UK. It was a boarding school in Bristol, a place called Clifton College. Say the state of things, but it was in this town called Clifton, Bristol, overlooking the Aiken Gorge, and it had a lot of the old Edwardian buildings. But what I admired with that, it was understanding. It was understanding environments, it was understanding the community. And I was like, okay, this is something that's outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. So whoever had designed that has the ability yeah. to affect people's lives for the better or to the worse. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's quite a, a heavy responsibility. But I was drawn towards that because I understood that we, we are more than a sum of our parts and there's things that we would like to use to be on. So it was that. It was that age, and I can, yeah, it was at the age of nine that I kind of understood that responsibility. And of course, from there, going through the journey of making it and going through is, and that's, that's part of the story. But that's where I, I acknowledged what architecture was for me. Yeah. So, going through the education, it was interesting because part of my story was from how we landed in the UK. Right. We were. Say refugees in well, we were refugees mm -hmm. because I mean, we you were, were asylum seekers. We were asylum seekers mm -hmm. back in '81. The coup when uh, Rollins, my father had different associations, so we were mm -hmm. look well. People were looking for my father, etc. Plus us, but the difference is we were already in the UK at the time. Sure. So it's, it's how. So did your family? So 
you know, this, it didn't happen like in a day that it happened. So there was no. a process, people understood that things were changing. So was it that your, your family understood and that's, you left before your father left or, or what, was, okay. what was that, what was that time period like? It was, it was a few years. We actually left for the UK first. Okay. I have uh, an older brother who was, well, I have an older brother who were twins, okay. James and John. And we went because John at the time had some ailments, he was like, partially blind and so forth. So we went to the UK to see. Sure. Tons of better medical care and so forth, and that's also why we also there. Mm -hmm. So, understanding what's happening in Ghana, there's still things changing, but we were there. Got it. Anyway, so we were kind of already there. Yeah. Where, in terms of seeking sort of asylums, back when the coup was happening, my father happened to get out while sort of being pursued by a particular individual. So just been wanting, he managed to find his way through. And I think there's, there's an interesting story where we had the soldiers come to the family house and saying, you know, we're looking for Mr. Gracie Alcan and And he's the one who actually opened the door. Because <laughs> what, 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 what he told me was that he had one of his old friends gave him, gave him a phone call mm -hmm. and he picked up the phone and the friend was just talking extra long. It's like, why is this person talking to him? Something's not right. So he put the phone down and as she's walking out, so the soldiers coming. So basically, the friend, the friend <laughs> was trying to keep on phone while the soldiers were coming. Wow. So he was on his way out and he saw the door open. And he's like, who are you looking for? Lives, ah, this is a family house. There's lots of things coming. We're going to have a look. And then he's pursued, continued so to So they didn't really know out. who they were looking for. No, they, hadn't, yeah. they didn't see, they didn't yeah. recognize him. Sure. Um, father was quite quick enough to gauge something was not right. But on his way out, it was actually, we had a house help and kind of pointed out, no, this is the, the one you're looking for. for. Uh -huh. By the time my father was only in his car, and the soldiers were kind of coming out with the guns, but he, was about to sped off. He said, "No, if I do that, I'm just going to shoot the car and I'm going to die." Yeah, <laughs> so right. He says, "So it's something done just to drive very slowly." So he was still talking to him while he was coming towards the road edge and the side and so forth. And by the time he was getting to the junction, the soldiers realized, "Oh, their 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 vehicles <laughs> they've got to go sure. run to the vehicles, come back up." At the time, my father just put his foot down, turned left, and left it. So then, kind of went the opposite way. Yeah. And he found his way out of the country by basically going to the exchange, went towards the beach, and literally was kind of going out towards Ivory Coast. He got out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that was in Accra. Yes. Yeah. That okay. was in Accra, that was in Accra where, where that happened. Yeah. And for him, he was also an Nkrumanist. He was quite close with Nkrumah, and part of the training had been given was like just to keep like an open ticket in your pocket and certain things so you could get out quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's how he, he actually got out. They made it. Yes. So, so I remember he said, because he had a driver at the time, he said he was also trying to meet him somewhere. He said, I better call this guy because by the time he's waiting for me, I won't be there. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thoughtful. So gone. Even yeah. at that time. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So that's how we were. Okay. In the UK. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting, although you hear this my very strong British accent, but when we were in the UK, my father, even though I was quite young, because I basically left like, you know, at three, five. Sure. But in, in our house over in the UK, he didn't want us to actually speak any English. Okay. <laughs> he didn't want us to speak English. Sure. Still very much um, a Pan-Africanist and very much proud of Ghana. Yeah. So initially, we, we, we kind of picked it up through kind of television and high school. <laughs> 
and then later, because obviously the school that I mentioned, you had to so study at yeah. school, yeah, yeah. And so that's how that had come. <laughs> but you know, I I love that he, you know, made you made your household a, a Fanti speaking household because yes. I don't speak because that wasn't my household. So so yeah, mm. kudos to those parents who were very yes. Yes. very prideful and nationalist mm. about there. I mean, he was. You know, buddies with Nkrumah, so there's no, yes, there's no way that could have been the case. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Also, a champ on that time as well, which is yeah. part of which I know you, you, are, you, when you introduction, I have quite a long name. I know this, so sure, sure, sure. Okay, well, so since you mentioned it, please <laughs> bless us with the entire name. Yeah, so <laughs> the acronyms of all my names are in shortcut to recall. Uh-huh. Uh, what that stands for is Robertson, Ignatius, Cobana, Orleans, Ahunka, Lindsay. Okay. The Ignatius part was actually, I got from my father's close friend, which was actually a chapon. Ignatius ah, chapon, right. okay, 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 okay. Okay, right. Tuesday ball, Kobe. Sure, 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 sure. I'm actually part of the Orleans Lindsay. Yeah, so is that the O? What yeah, is the O? Uh-huh, okay. Orleans. And the Amukai's, my father had wanted, it had changed, added that to his name. Added uh-huh. that to his name, added uh-huh. that to his name. And he got that as a nickname. Basically, ran from Cape Coast to a crown nonstop. Oh! Not basically, he did run from Cape Coast to a crown nonstop. 15 hours and 30 minutes. What? Recording. And then he joined the, the stadium in Emerson. Uh, he joined, there was some event there, he joined that and he won that. So I thought, what? yeah, I thought that was just all the joke. But I had all of his friends when we came here actually tell this is what he thought we had done. And it's in the archives. Wow! So that's where the archive comes from. There's so much yes. so rich history in yeah, this conversation. History, yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having a father like that, I, he was encouraged us just to understand that we are the, our own architects uh-huh, uh-huh. of our future and our sure, destiny and to sure, understand sure, sure. that with moderate living and good understanding, we can achieve more. So there's a lot to understand. I'm still trying to kind of push forward to that, live yeah. up to that. So. Yeah relating on to my craft. So I felt that in architecture, that's what I would, you know, would be able to contribute to. Mm-hmm. I've done that also in, you know, in terms of from the UK, working with other uh, projects, as I said, there's Heathrow Airport I worked on. Yeah. Term of four. So um, let me stop you there for a moment. You came of age, I mean, the UK is a different place and I've spoken to different people about, you know, being a black architect in, in <laughs> okay. that space. Yeah. So, yeah. so working on, you know, I'm sure you've worked on many marquee projects. Like, mm-hmm. what was it like being in that industry, which is pretty much a very white British industry? What yeah, was, what it's, was it's, it like? it's very much in, in those days, of, it's always changing. It was, how yeah. I put it? Being one of yeah. a few black people, if not the only person sure. who's in, in the practice. And the other people who were in the practice were cleaners and the cleaners were gone out. Ex- right, <laughs> exactly. And also you're actively glass seeing, you know, understanding mm-hmm. that yeah, you may be doing quite a bit some of the work and certain associates would go on and be the front. Exactly. Let's see some of the clients, but it would be you. I remember um, in a practice I was working on a master plan at the time, so over at Stanmore, and I had just done some sketches of massing. And I, I'd done it with the associate, and we went up to the client, 
and he came back and oh, I guess which one they liked and, you know he said I could tell like it was, yeah, it was wine, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and we developed it further on. And, uh-huh. you know, I remember at the time we had the, um, I think it was the, it was the CEO of the company had come speaking to Sergio. Oh, I've, you know, one of Sergio and also actually it was one of the directors at the time. Because, oh, I like what you've done with this master plan, you know, and can you explain further? So this is me midway because I was, at the time, I was looking at making a physical massing model. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing this director speaking to the you know the actual um, CEO about how he had done it I'm like no you didn't he didn't acknowledge I'm I'm I, I'm the one who actually developed and I sketched it out he didn't even sell it Robson had done that so I'm like standing around like hmm, who am I a t-boy or something <laughs> literally so, right. I'm like, so no there, there, there were examples in those times I mean you know early 2000s and, I mean even, even the kind of you know late 90s early 2000s yeah of how you were perceived right you know very much and it's like yeah there was active blocks that you saw mm-hmm. you know um, yeah. from practice to practice and uh, even first people you know first thing I used to get so you know I used to come in oh Robson who's he? Oh, Robertson. Oh, is Robertson your first name? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then when I used to say Lindsay, I said, oh, is that your surname? Uh, yeah, because it used to kind of clear, because in the UK, sometimes Lindsay's like first. Right. And was known as Robertson. Yeah. But even the perception, especially being able to articulate in itself, is like, sure. I'm in the room because I deserve to be in the room. I haven't, you haven't opened the door for me to come in. So they would also describe you where they would have your white counterparts is equally as first but they come with enthusiasm mm. you know they'll say oh this guy's you know well, he's really he's passionate he's enthusiastic you know, articulated you come with the same bangs oh no they think this one you know there's there's a oh this guy's antagonistic or arrogant but it's like oh that's just because you see myself my physicality mm. first. one that's what you two see mm-hmm. and two mm-hmm. then you know you see the color it's i say it's changed i say it's changing but it's the profession itself is still one of the the last to completely change. Although currently in Reed, what there is, we do have the Black President or the Royal Institute of British Architects, mm. which has been the first. And okay. you know, this year has been quite synonymous as well because we had uh, prestigious awards given to Black Architects. Sure. Um, so David Ajay is also one. Right. But in reality, we'll see what actually yeah. happens because you know yeah. at the same time in the UK we had our first black chancellor Chris Cotton yes. and of course we know what happened to him sure so it's, sure it's right so that's yeah. okay. work in the profession yeah it's it's you do see it visibly although yeah. it's, it's better but at the end of the day yeah they always ask where are you from sure 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 sure, sure. so that's a good um, segue into a little bit of my why the where question. So we'll get back to your works in the UK and maybe some of your favorites. But you're here in Ghana now. You battled, and sometimes not battled, but just experienced the the UK world. So why the where? How did you come to be living, working, and playing where you currently live? Okay. I finished one contract in the UK, and this was during the COVID time, so lockdown. I know it was a, you know, a very troublesome time for a lot of also people, but interesting enough for myself and also my wife, it was a time of reflection. We actually had a, 
so I don't want to say like a good lockdown, but it was a different time for us sure. to try to experience and really reevaluate how life is because mm. what happened showed really <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are, what you have. It's, it's the people that you love and the time that you spend is most important. Yeah. Any second yeah. You could go. Yeah. So it was during that time when I remember, I think I got a, uh, an email from a text because I'd been speaking with, at the time, it was IG Associates. Okay. Um, and it was just in terms of the opportunity to come over to a crowd. So did they seek you out or, you know, you kind of just put feelers out, maybe I'm thinking of doing something different? How, how did that materialize? In, in London, I was also, because I'm, I'm one of the founding co-founders of um, an organization called Paradigm, Paradigm Network, which is an organization for black and Asian uh, architects, professionals in the built environment. And we kind of foster in terms of equality and, sure. and so forth. So Activism, advocacy. Yes, advocacy. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's, it's paved a lot of way because obviously it's changed, but got contact through a, a link from that mm -hmm. and uh, at the time I think it was kind of my I would say third time there's certain times where I tried to come over to Kana mm -hmm. wasn't right sure 2006 I came to visit the time was around 2010 yeah the time was right. Mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. 2017 and basically I might have given allusion to that but I was making preparations to come and I basically I got, I got ill really ill mm -hmm. I got really ill I had a kidney failure so looking at the fact of me having that and coming to Ghana, I said that's not a possibility. But I was lucky I made full recovery. Right. So when this came along, I'm like, okay, that was something. And so timing is everything. Yeah, timing is everything. Had a you know short interview with David. I came over here and was working on um, at the time. Well, it's it's working on the National Cathedral. Sure <laughs> say say right that again. Say it again. It was really he said, what he said, folks, yeah. is the National Cathedral, which is has, has some contention. But when I look at the plan, it actually is a lovely concept. Oh, it's the building. It's, I mean, it's it's it's, 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 yeah. it's the best. It's the best design. But it's the understanding the narrative. I think it's also the time. Mm -hmm. If you look at, especially Africa and our history, we have a lot of narrative told by somebody else. Yes. Post-colonial, mm -hmm. you know, it's, this is you, the remnants of still the colonial era is still here. Yes. Because in reality, as a country or even as a as a continent, mm -hmm. we are actually a feudal society. People talk right. about the etc. So right. we were forced and literally sure. lands were cut. Yep. So there's still remnants of everyone's their overlord coming us together. But the importance mm -hmm. of this was really to signify that it's in its location because it's connected to the seat of power. Got, you know, in terms of the actual state house, mm -hmm. independent square, it's visible. But it's also a key marker in terms of where, where Ghana stands in Africa, being the first uh, mm. African nation to mm -hmm. become independent. So the idea is that it's, it's making a mark. If mm -hmm. you look at St. Paul's, it's still in the centre. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's what I remember so, hearing was yeah. kind of the motivation yes. of how it attracts yes. the economics yes. of it all and yeah. everything. Mm. So, I mean, that's, that's the reason why it's there. But, but anyway, so that's why and what gave me also the landing over here. But however, I had been returning again sure. those dates and so forth. Sure, sure. But a, a soft landing, so I mean, I think the kind of the point is, is a soft landing is a nice thing to have to some extent, right? Yeah, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's yes, a, yeah. a landing is, is, is yeah. nice to have in our 
environments up for them. Right, exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. But I, but apart from that, I, I had always known that I would return. Sure. That was always my uh, understanding, and I knew that I wanted to come and be part of the changing of the narrative. I understood mm. that, you know, mm-hmm. in architecture mm-hmm. for my vices, that's also what I'm part of. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of setting up, so you know, now I, I'm sort of I have creative a creative studio. Yeah. Uh, called Vivaco Studio. And that stands for Viva. Viva. Freedom, Arco, Art and Architecture. So yeah, the idea of it is freedom in art and architecture. Viva. Arco. And Viva. Arco. Yeah. Ah, I like that. So it's all encompassing. And the idea is just to still portray in terms of, you know, when we see, I understand that although I'm Ghanaian, I also have a different experience or part from the UK, so mm-hmm. I, I acknowledge that I'm a hybrid mm-hmm. because over in the UK they look at you straight away and say, "Okay, where are you from?" Right. <laughs> say, yeah, I'm actually, you know. Sure, sure, sure. But over here, it's like, "Hey, you know, I know where I'm from." Yeah, <laughs> right. Say, actually, I am very much going now. Sure. So yeah. I'm able to put two different hats on. So I can put my my I suppose my British hat on, so I can understand what's missing, what needs to be done. You know? And that's, that always comes up question, oh, why is this not working? Why is this not working? Mm-hmm. And it's only when I put on my Ghanaian hat on why I understand because misfunctions or inefficiencies people profit on. Yes, that is so a understanding, yeah, that is and, a system. Understanding that as a system. Mm-hmm. So going back to Notion in terms of back over here, but I'm still able to use those two different hats to key into what opportunities that needs to be filled. Mm-hmm. I can see in terms of, you know, especially the affordable housing sort of sector. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Accra rents alone, you know, they're still mm-hmm. asking for a year, two years, which they shouldn't, but they are. But. Sure, yeah. And some of the places you see is like, excuse me, that's, you haven't finished, so you're literally right. looking for deposit for them exactly. to finish it. Exactly. So what I look to fill is in terms of, you know, the opportunities there. You know, so I'm um, looking at particular housing and estates for that sort of market. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, we're sitting in a place that is also part of your why the where. So tell us about Domain and, and why we are here in particular. Oh, I mean, <laughs> this is kind of a long, longer story, but you know, this particular plot of land where I was part of uh, my family. Mm-hmm. I think part of what was done was encroachment is something that is synonymous what happens in sure, Accra, sure. Accra. and yeah. I remember a few years I've come and I found out different people I say different people and I'll say it anyway it's a podcast you see some uncle so forth connecting themselves you see part of the land sell you know people start to build things what's going on right I won't mention the actual developer that had done that but in essence I Obviously, like, excuse me, you can't do that. Sure. <laughs> the main thing. So, sure, sure, sure. so at the time, you know, I this was before me understanding that I will actually come back for for stuff like So mm-hmm. part of it, I kind of agreed to make a sell part of the land to build certain assets sure. and so forth. And sure. one of which is also this is also part of the unit yeah. here, and there's still parts of the land available still to develop on. So that's sure. how this is like, like the reclaiming. Yes. Yes. 
which is yeah. um, which I mean this it's a success story <laughs> to a large degree that you were able to do as much as you have to be able to kind of preserve the family wealth because that's the whole concept is that you have land because it's yeah. eventually supposed to be meaningful for wealth purposes. Yes, yes, most definitely. I mean, there's still a lot of squeezing nice to, to, yeah. to do, and yeah. this is one because we've actually got our own homes that I told you before when we left. One was over in Us, um, and they also know Latabe Koshi, which is my Oh, okay, 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 yeah. Um, That's my, my grandmother's from Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, ah, so maybe it's a Ponte. Was it many parties that settled around There was a there. few. I'm not too sure of upon that, but yeah, I know there's quite a few in particular. Okay. Um, so there is, yeah, we've got an old house. Uh, we've still got a plot of land that was never kind of built from that. But and no one encroached on that one? Because someone has encroached on my grandmother's land. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's another story. Another, okay, yeah, <laughs> we'll leave, we'll leave the, the land oh, stuff. Yeah, things, yeah, you know, that's kind yeah. of what you're doing, but it's... I think it's to show the opportunity here, so that's that's sure. how, you know I've got sure. also other relatives and so forth also in estate management so forth sure. so that's what they're kind of developing yeah. as well as Cape Coast Cape Coast is another place yeah. which is yeah. my hometown yeah. which I mentioned in the beginning and there's yeah. some sites that we're looking at there. sure you got know, it so that's it and it's I suppose it's it's interesting really being here I think I've got to share that with you you know Florence is like yeah I've been here now. Two years and counting. <laughs> but before I used to come and go, I used to get a little hot and then I used to kind of run away. Oh, like, oh, oh that's the whole reason I'm here. No, I mean, when I say hot, I mean as in uh, the craziness. Is oh, okay, got it. It's like something that should take you a day, would take sure. you a week or two yeah. weeks. And yeah. Explaining to foolish, excuse my French, but some people just don't have an understanding. Even seeing people crossing the road. Florence, I can tell you, goats have more sense crossing the road than some of our people here. Um, okay. Sorry, <laughs> okay. sorry. The goats okay. have a look, at least understand something's coming. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> you pressure all people as if you, they can't hear anything. I think everyone's used to yeah. noises, you know. And then you yeah. get people, it's, it's like you're going the wrong way, you're telling me what am I you doing? You goats. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, they don't get hit very often. They don't, because they know. <laughs> I've actually never seen a goat as roadkill. No. Never. No, no. Yeah. No, no. Okay. But there's maybe another reason why, because they would disappear very quickly, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone's ground, ground out soup. It's true. <laughs> yeah, so in terms of. Yeah, the terrain here is kind of different. First come with different eyes, because yeah, I suppose as a as a as a returning, what's what's the term you can call? <laughs> I'm just coming back, but it's like I have a a desire to really help build the country yeah. you know, and fit the narrative and so forth. And yeah. I remember, I think I might play a little a little song, so I've got somewhere. You know, I made Mama Gun. I made a song quite briefly. Like a oh, Mama okay. Gun, like that, you know. Okay. And, and you can see at the time, I was like, oh yeah, I'm back, I'm here now, you know, yes. <laughs> Two years down the line, Florence, so right? I don't know if I made that song, but I'll, I'll probably have to change it. Oh my god. Just a little bit so, because yeah. you come with the full intentions of really what you have, and then you're, yeah. you're hit with certain barriers. Yeah. yeah. Generally, I'm even getting the utilities, getting your electricity, so I mean, somebody's always asking for some other sure. funds, yeah. even when they see you, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah. You can see how you can start to be desensitized to be honest. Yes. Because, yes. you know, it's like, for example, you see 
we see people we see people begging in the streets and you yeah. know, have hearts and I don't know if I used to have lots of different change I used to keep but before I go to the next traffic like oh the change that I've, I've been saving is finished Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then yeah. you see the same person, same guy, yeah. and then you realize, hey, this person is doing something. I see him in KFC or, uh, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and there's you hear lots of different stories, but however, you know, I still have my heart. But it's been an interesting journey. Yeah. So, you know, there's yeah. that, and then there's a resilience because you see people coming because everyone has the story as well right you know, exactly being like, here everyone has the story yeah and, and, and you see how some of their stories the harder the story and more you fall back that's their marketing because <laughs> mm. once mm-hmm. you're hooked on that mm-hmm. so, so, and what they also what you don't know they also do as they also do you know, all people want to understand how life is but there's other people that are also helping yeah Yes. So, yes. so they just get five of those, you get more than one, then that's their income. Exactly. I'm not saying it all happens. Sure. But I'm also mindful that I know right. that there are some people with different hearts. So the question is, what do you do? How do you, who do you help? But I, you know, I, 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 I'm not as well a believer, but I, I, I always feel led in terms of, you get an intuition about who's being genuine or harmful. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I certainly give them back some some things, but it's 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 different when someone's always knocking on you. I mean, you're so you're so right with that. So the same kind of story, like I decided I'm choosing a day when I just put some change in and that's the day that I just hand yeah. it out. Because if every day it would just it's just so much, mm-hmm. right? So so you find these little coping Mm. mechanisms that help you feel like okay I, I'm, mm. I can't be totally desensitized so some yeah. days I'm going to open myself sure. and or it's the days that I decide okay I'm only going to give to kids yeah. right so or to women or something you know it's yeah I, mm. I feel you there mm. there's mm. ways mm. and then the other side of it because when you look at there's always family stories I, I, exactly. I've learned from father style because I've seen yeah. I've seen mm-hmm. where, people in terms of how you help in terms of literally mm-hmm. I remember my father's time you have a lot of people reach the UK yep. <laughs> set them up yep. X, Y and Z and, yep. you know um, and sometimes when it comes out like, oh I didn't ask you to help me <laughs> circumstances change people are people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. can understand that but I think it's just just to be aware yes that's a good just way to, to aware, a good way aware. to and I think um, maybe contentious what you said what's the true heart of a Ghanaian That's going to do it for part one of my conversation with Robertson Ahunka Lindsay. Please do join us next time when we continue the conversation, speaking more about how Robertson is building a new business as a returnee in Ghana. You can catch new episodes of the podcast Tuesdays at globalcitizenspod.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, you name it, you can find us. So write us a review, tell a friend, share. It helps people find great content online. So until next time, 